Okay, everyone, we are back finally for season two oh, of Life yes. on Side B. Oh my <laughs> gosh. We have not been kicked off air. I don't know who would kick us off the air, but <laughs> off yeah. air so, so far. So that's amazing. And now y'all don't have to listen to just me anymore. We have so many other amazing voices to listen to who are here with me. Okay, so some of you guys who have been following this podcast on social media have probably already learned a little bit about our co-hosts that we have here today, but I want to take the beginning of our first episode of season two for you all to meet everyone a little bit more. So first of all, we have Ashley. Say hi. And we have Mary. Hello. We have Becca. Hey, everybody. We have Grant. Hello. And we have Henry. Hey. Yes. Thank you all for agreeing to this wonderful fiasco of a podcast. (laughs) So I guess we're going to start. And I would love, we don't have to do it in the order that we did it, that I just introduced you all. There was no purpose to the order. (laughs) Okay. I get it. Ashley goes first. I know. Bye. Um, Becca has already been on the podcast, (laughs) but I would still love for her to introduce herself. And Ashley has been on the podcast before too, but we haven't really heard a lot from Ashley. But I would love for each of you guys to introduce yourself, how you identify, and maybe give a fun fact about yourself. So Ashley, why don't you start since I already shared you first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, like you said, my name is Ashley. I'm about to turn 30. Um, Yeah. It's a great decade. It doesn't bother me, honestly. I'm like, I'm looking forward to it. It's fine. 30? And then, let's see. Like, I want to say, like, I describe myself probably in a various, different ways, depending on who I'm talking to. I would say either, like, you want to get technical, let's say I'm bisexual, the word I would probably just be most comfortable and off the hand with would be gay, but same sex attracted works in the necessary situations. Mm-hmm. They're all adjectives. It's not that important to me, mm-hmm. but the fact that something at the very least is on the table to be able to describe that is, is important. Um, I'm married to a man. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we love that. Let's, let's be clear. Congrats. <laughs> Everybody. Mary's like, okay. good for you. I'm still welcome on the podcast. It's fine. No, I'm oh. like, seriously, tell me when your anniversary is. I'll send you a present. It was December 3rd. Oh, my gosh. Happy I missed anniversary. It. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, my gosh. And then my fun fact, I don't know. I'm a nerd. I don't know. I like Star Trek. Ooh. Do that with what you will. Mm-hmm. I just got into Star Trek, but that's a whole nother conversation wow. for a whole nother time. It's a okay. conversation that will be had. It will be had. Thank and you. also the whole thing about 30, just letting you know, 30 is my ideal age. I'm like prepared for 30 because I've been telling people, I feel like 30 is the age when people older than you actually take what you have to say seriously. Mm-hmm. Right. Had like the years of like, they're like, oh, you're not in your 20s. Oh, you've had some experience. Is that true? And then, 
Oh, it's I mean, Jesus so his ministry at 30 for yes. a reason. Yes, mm. exactly. Wow. And you're still young enough that 20 year olds count you as young. Yes. Oh my gosh. You're still cool. Yeah. It's the perfect 30, age. I took 30 a couple months ago. And also, I've been over my 20s for like a decade, but I turned 30 <laughs> a couple months ago. And like my life exploded. So I don't know about that. It feels like everything that could go wrong just went wrong. But then it realigned. What I will say about 30s, like you might not know what you want, but you definitely know what you don't want. Like it's so much easier <laughs> right. to say the things that people. I, I think um, that's, that's, a, that's a fair assessment. Yeah. What okay. people have also told me is that once you hit 30, like you just care a lot less. Oh, yes. <laughs> about everything else. And I hope that's true. Priorities get aligned. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, let's continue on. Mary, why don't you go ahead? Oh, no, not me. Oh. <sighs> um, so, uh, hi, my name is Mary. Um, I, I grew up in Oregon, but I am currently living in uh, the D.C. area, actually. Um, I'm home for the holidays, though. Uh, I am Roman Catholic, cradle Catholic here. Uh, I identify as uh, lesbian and... I don't want to say gender queer just yet, only because this has been kind of a recent process for mm -hmm. me in like kind of realizing this about myself. Mm -hmm. To sum it up, I, I remember crying just heartbrokenly over being told by my, my uncle, who's also a priest, that girls can't be priests. Again, Catholic church girls can't be priests. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so just kind of delving more into that. Um, but I have no real answers on that, so um and let's see fun fact <laughs> um as is typical uh i love fanfic and i love just fanfic culture and so my ridiculous fun fact is that i can recite the entire first paragraph of the infamous my immortal fanfic if you do not know what my immortal fanfic is it it is a treat um it okay. is <laughs> how, how do I even describe yeah, my a, immortal? Give us a taste. It, it, give us a morsel. <laughs> the more, well, I mean, I said that I could recite the first paragraph, so this this is what you're getting into. Hi, my name is Ebony Darkness Dementia Raven Way, and I have long ebony black hair. That's how I got my name, with purple streaks and red tips that reaches my mid back and. Uh, uh, and blue eyes like limpid tears and a lot of people tell me I look like Amy Lee and if you um, don't know who she is get the hell out of here oh <laughs> it's this feels very cringe <laughs> but this but this fanfic just so perfectly encapsulates encapsulates like every bad trope you have ever heard of <laughs> good okay it's all in this fanfic and i'm just i'm kind of fascinated by it like literally on my bucket list is to find out who the author of my immortal is because i want to know mm. okay. i want to know she is, is there's such a cryptid too of fanfic it really is though. okay so, yeah, no i'm deep into fanfic lore and just it. reading it so yeah no that's my very weird fun fact yes <laughs> And yeah, I know what none of that is, but I feel like so much of that <laughs> is going to be learning. I mean, I yeah. know what the song "My Immortal" is. The only that's a great song. That's a great song. That's a great song for real. Okay, but you know, you know what's really a bop though? Ever. What's, what's a bop? Really bop? Okay, um, is "My Immortal," but with. <laughs> 
No. But with um, what is "Call Me Maybe" as the instrumental, <laughs> that mashup oh is God. amazing. I hate that. We need to we need to have that we need to have that play out on, at oh. the end of the podcast. Wow, so. I will do my best. Okay, <laughs> it's great, you guys. It's great. Anyways, so that's me. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Love it. Carrying on, Becca. Lead us hey. off. I think we just went from like the youngest all the way to the oldest um, <laughs> because I can lovingly hand the thirties over to Ashley because I am leaving them on Saturday. Ooh. Oh, You're a Christmas baby. Yes. My parents oh my brought God. me home from the good Catholic hospital in a nun made stocking <gasps> And put me oh. under the tree because oh I was a kid. Oh, oh my god! god. It's like a it's Victorian so novel. I know. Well, I'm not that old. <laughs> no, I, I know. Close. Wow, Grant! Really like I didn't mean novel. that. Right. Yeah. So, um, yes, I can tell you from a full decades experience, your 30s can be amazing, especially if your 20s were a hot mess. You mm-hmm. really do. Oh, gosh, yes. Kind of come into your own at 30. And it is a yes. beautiful, beautiful thing. So yeah, hang in there. Your thirties are great. Like. What was that, Ashley? I said that's kind of what the past year has felt like. Like that's where I'm headed, and just to like this. Yes. Yeah. And let me more settled, please. Yes, things start kind of falling into place. It's nice. <sighs> that's anyway. what I'm hoping for. That is my yeah. like dream. Okay. Great. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm Becca, and I'm. I'll be 40 at the end of the week. Um, and I live in Tennessee, which is great. It's a good place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two kids who are currently sleeping at the moment. They are precious and wild and amazing. They are five and six. And I teach high school here, which is also a blast. They help keep me young. Um, and my fun fact Mm, there's not a lot of fun stuff, according to all the younger people that I know. Apparently, I'm getting close enough to no longer being fun. Oh, um, please. No. I know, right? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> no, my fun fact is that I'm an absolute trivia junkie. I used to be on a trivia team with uh, two of my cousins and my younger brother. And we actually went to the trivia uh, league national tournament in Tunica, Mississippi. Oh, wow. Wow. I know. It's the biggest deal ever. It was amazing. So, yeah, trivia junkie, whole lot of fun. Being a bottomless pit of worthless information has always been a life goal. And it comes really handy when you need small talk because I'm actually really, really bad at small talk. So, trivia helps. You've come to the right podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, I'm, I'm already feeling this mood. You know, so for everyone listening, this is actually the first time all six of us have been in a conversation together. That's true. Yeah, that's true. We, up to this point, it's only been segments. Of this is where magic happens. This is you where it happens. No, uh, you have no idea how difficult it is to herd these animals together. Yeah. <laughs> Loving it. Amen. Loving it. All right, Grant, continue. Let's get uh, an introduction. Hi, I'm Grant. I'm 26. I am a seminary student. Um, I like to use the words gay uh, and queer to describe myself. I think I most often call myself gay. Um, I used to work for a campus ministry um, and now I work at a restaurant, which is a big shift, but I like it. I'm a people person. 
uh, and I'm really interested in queer culture and history. Um, that's my favorite thing, um, besides the Lord. <laughs> and, uh, fun fact about myself. Oh gosh. My favorite stress a long time ago. Sorry, I'm changing tact. A long time ago, I looked at my life and I saw that I had a problem buying used books. <laughs> oh, wow. And I told myself, Grant, you don't have to change that. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. No matter and what so, anybody else says. And so I, you know, they're only a dollar each. I go to Goodwill. And so that's my favorite stress relieving activity is to whenever I'm having a stressful day at work or a stressful day at seminary or just my life is stressful, I head on over to Goodwill down the street, spend a little bit mm -hmm. of time looking through the books. I go books, I go clothes, uh, knickknacks, jewelry, clothes again, and then I'm out. So, you know, like, do you buy any of these things or are you just window shopping? I, I window shop a lot, but I have Fair. run into some gold lately. I got this like puffy jacket was Ooh. basically new. I was actually, I was thinking to myself, Grant, you really want, what you really want is one of those puffy jackets that all those cute boys wear. And I manifested that into the universe and it happened for me. That's not how it happened. I, but it happened. You know, the Lord provides. The Lord provides. I know the universe doesn't provide things for me. The Lord does. But yes, that I wore it to a party. I wore it literally off the rack. That's the most embarrassing thing. <laughs> nice. Grant, I feel like you probably are like me, who I found a meme. I know I've mentioned it on season one before. There's a meme that I feel encompasses my childhood where it's a picture of Belle in her library. And it says some kids, well, girls, but I'm going to insert kids. Some kids dream, dreamed of that prince, but I really just dreamed of that library. From Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> well, I like that. I that think was I me. dreamed of both the library and the prince. <laughs> and the prince. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was the library. I loved that library. Okay, respect. Respect, yes. Okay. All right. Henry, finish us off. Yes, this is me. Okay, let's go. You know, I took some notes earlier because I never know what I'm going to say. Um, yeah, so my name is Henry. I live in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, the problematic state of Texas, but also the great state of Texas. Mm -hmm. um, I'm 30 years old. I go by or I identify as gay. Um, I'm a Kinsey all the way gay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, what else am I supposed to be answering? Uh, oh, fun fact. Identify yeah. and fun fact, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do happen to share a birthday with the queen herself, Beyonce, September 4th. Wow. Yeah, her birthday. Oh. Yes. It was written in the stars. Yes, and I have a twin sister. And every year I get on Facebook and I like say this post, this woman, it means a lot to me. And my sister falls for it every year thinking I'm talking about her and it's always about Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> So, that's such awesome. a brother move that's awesome <laughs> yes yeah so that's me so uh well i'm so glad that literally every single one of you is on this season and as a co-host so so yes 
So for everyone listening, you know, we are going to be doing this season differently. We're going to be having these co-host conversations throughout the season. And on top of that, we're going to be taking turns um, doing the interviews. So like I said, y'all don't have to listen to my voice all the time anymore. You got many other voices to listen to. You can take break from me. So that is one of the most things I'm most excited about this season is I get to actually at times be a listener. <laughs> you just want a break. Hey, hey. <laughs> well, don't knock it till you try. I am teasing. I mean, from what I hear, it's a pretty good podcast, so you'll probably enjoy it. I am hoping <laughs> so. Are you saying you haven't watched or listened to all of season one? Oh, honey, I have listened to it way more than anyone else. <laughs> you have no idea how much you have to listen to it to edit it. Oh, I have a good idea. I'm People are like, do you remember? And then the ironic part is I will have listened to an episode like seven times while editing it. And yet other people will still remember parts of the episode that I don't remember. It's so funny. I'm like, oh, do you remember? People will come up to like, text me, not come up to me. I'm, I'm not that famous. People will text <laughs> uh-huh. me and say, hey, this was a really awesome part. I'm like, I'm so glad I don't remember that part of the episode. <laughs> I edited it seven times, but thank you so much for that. Nice. Um, and You're good at what you do. I guess so. But I know <clears throat> you guys are even better. So that's going to make season, two. we're taking season two to the next level for sure. And so this season, we're going to be talking about thriving. Thriving instead of surviving. Ha. Mm. Love that rhyme. Love it. I didn't yes. It Big fan. I got it's so it. Funny. I think I remember whenever you and I first talked in September about this, I was in Colorado. And that was a phrase I just turned 30. So I was walking into 30. I was like, this next year of my life, I want to thrive and not just survive. So like, it's just been so fitting. That's like part of what the season is too mm. for me. Yes. So Yeah, I just was thinking about it. And I had written out different ideas for season episode, season themes. And for me, that was one of the biggest ones of, I've wanted the podcast to be something that kind of breaks down those misconceptions mm. about being LGBT and Christian and specifically side B. And I feel like that's such a major one that, well, oh, I don't know how you make it, you mm. know, and I don't know how you survive in it. It's like, well, it's... it's better be a life surviving because I can't just spend my life trying to survive the entire time. And so I'm really looking forward that we can discuss and also talk to other people about what does that look like when you're LGBT and Christian and following the traditional sexual ethic and really having a life that's beautiful. And you're like, yeah, I wouldn't want a different life. So what do you guys feel it looks like to thrive as an LGBT Christian? (laughs) Anyone want to have any, anyone have thoughts want to go first? I will. This is Becca. It's where everybody's getting used to knowing everybody's voice. Very good. Yeah, that would yeah. be good. You're mm-hmm. welcome. All right. Um, thriving for me has become an intentional practice of laying down expectations that I had for myself when I compared mm-hmm. to friends and family um, mm-hmm. that my life looks very different. Both of my brothers got married really young, right outside of, right out of college Um, just did the typical like evangelical Christian thing. And as long as I was comparing my life to my friends who are all straight heteronormative, 
um, it felt like just a complete failure. And so learning how to find kind of my own way, being able to set goals for my life and where the Lord had me was really the biggest part in being able to feel like I was thriving and growing in the way that he would have me to grow instead of just comparing myself to other people. This is Mary. Hi. Um, for me, hi, Mary. Be, hi, thank you. Um, for me, it would definitely be reaching out more because definitely the thing that makes me stay up at night um, would, would be just thinking about, you know, in the same way that Becca was talking about, um, you kind of compare yourself to uh, heterosexual people who more often than not are married, have kids, and especially as um, my sister just had her first child this year mm -hmm. and my other sister is about to be married um, and I'm just, and my brother is, uh, you know what, we're not going to talk about my brother because that's still a secret, <laughs> um, but is looking, <laughs> is looking into marriage as well. But, um, but it just made me think, you know, they will all have families most likely mm -hmm. when they are old, when they are gray and, I am such an introvert and such an isolationist, and this is always my defense mechanism um, to to isolate myself. And I realize that's something that I don't ultimately want, even though I am an introvert and I do, you know, I don't find it as lonely as maybe some other people do, but that's not how I want to live my life for the next, you know, 60, 70 years. And how does reaching out and how does creating fellowship look like with a side B community. I think that probably resonates with a lot of people too in terms of the side B experiences. We watch our siblings either partner off or have mm. kids and whatnot. So that's something that I know. It's definitely something I think through all the time. So yeah. I'm sure you're not alone in that. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think like for me, just a huge part that I found and that's why I'm really glad in this season we're going to actually have two episodes on the topic, which is like dealing with shame and self-esteem. Because I think that there's so much of being LGBT and especially being in a conservative, like growing up in a conservative Christian atmosphere, which I'm not, not, I grew up in a Christian, you know, conservative Christian atmosphere and I'm, and I'm glad I did. But so many times there's ways that you almost feel like you are put below heterosexual and cisgender individuals, like mm -hmm. that you are less than because of your sexuality or your gender or whatever the issue might be that you feel like you have to be thankful to them for even being around you, or at least that's what I dealt with and kind of getting to that place of confidence of being like, yeah, this is, this is my life. And I'm, and, and I am equal. We are equals. Like I am equal with my siblings. I am equal with my friends. Um, and I have, God has the same opportunities of joy and happiness for my life as he does for theirs. Yeah. I think that that really resonates with me. That's, that's sort of along the lines of what I've been thinking about what it means to thrive. This is Grant, by the way, got to get used to that. Yes. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges at the beginning of my journey uh, of faith and sexuality is sort of the expectation or the assumption by others that my sexuality or my relationality is mostly painful and depressing <laughs> and a, a, a cross to bear. 
mm-hmm. um, and being able to move from that to see that this tangled mess of emotions and attraction um, and sensitivity and cultural identification, all of it is actually a place where I experience a lot of joy. Um, and I get to be as, um, I guess, joyful and as happy about that part of my life as anyone else. Um, I think that's newer for me over the past few years. Um, Because it used to be just sort of the sad, sinful focal point of my life. (laughs) Mm. Um, But now I I get to sort of integrate my sexuality into my whole life. So it's not this one thing that I'm carrying around and either hiding from people or showing to people, but it's just a part of me living and moving. Um, So I think integration is a part of what I'm trying to figure out how to thrive in. I guess I'll go. Yeah. Um, Uh, Yeah. Everyone's welcome to to pop in whenever. Don't feel like you have to wait. Yeah. This is Henry here, by the way, too. Um, I think, what it looks like for me to thrive um, simply as I started really kind of unpacking that as my life has settled down, all my friends are married or coupled or have children and whatnot. And so finding what thriving looks like for me in the midst of that, as I partake mm-hmm. in their lives and they partake in mine, and as really as I cultivate a balanced and healthy community, mm-hmm that kind of does support singleness, kind of supports celibacy, and I support marriages and families and having these beautiful relationships where I find myself in five, six different family units of either friends or my siblings or whatnot. Um, And then also, I think part of thriving for me has been acknowledging the pain that comes with this journey and really leaning into it instead of leaning away from it, but like letting just the pain and the grief and the sadness not consume me, but certainly letting myself feel it Mm. and then inviting others in that part of my walk as well. And some of those things sting less and less, the more I just don't ignore them, the more I actually face them head on. And eventually they become places of where they can turn into kind of places of comfort for other people. It's like, um, I think it's like pastor in Corinthians or St. Corinthians, um, who comforts us in our times of trouble so that we can then comfort those in their times of troubles. And so I think thriving for me even looks like using or allowing the Lord to use my pain or my sadness as a catalyst to mm. be on mission. And so, um, and that's not something I do perfectly or even willingly sometimes, but um, I'm learning to find, I think, beauty in that tension and in the, okay, God has something to do here and there can be a way where I can be content and joyful even in the midst of this. And so I think that's what thriving in this season looks like for me. Yeah. I don't know if anything you said made sense. (laughs) That's great. Oh, totally. I mean, embracing that, that grief really is a healthy part of of letting go of those expectations and the things that you think about what your life is going to be like. I mean, that's sometimes you have to be able to let go of what you were thinking life was going to be before you yes. ever find out. Oh, absolutely. Mm. And like, yeah, we have to mourn the things that we thought we were 
either entitled to or wanted and now we don't um, get to have and i think that's yeah. healthy exactly. um yeah i'm on board with that okay yeah. yeah that's such i i feel like it's such a major part and even that's been something that i've been learning the past year has been grief mm-hmm. um and allowing grief to have its place without trying to ignore it mm-hmm. and also yeah. without letting it ex- like consume <laughs> Oh, that was sorry. Fun. This is random. Just don't worry. Wow, don't worry. <laughs> that's the wonders of this podcast. I love that. Oh, I was gonna say that was the side X revolting. <gasps> <gasps> oh my god, they, we have awoken them. We run. Well, that's not getting edited out now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You now have to keep the sound in. You need I'm to grab loving. that sound and include it in every episode. This every episode. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hello, this is the your sound effect of call. season two. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's so going back, reverting back to what we were talking about. Um. I think that there's there is can be this joy when you realize the reality of of great grief and pain because you don't it's kind of also related to the fact of that for me I've also been learning the reality that I don't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I need to I I so from my time in the XK world I feel like in the XK world there was always and I'm I'm not saying that this is everyone else's like perspective and I'm, and I'm not, so I'm just sharing my experience when I was in conversion therapy and stuff, but there was this pursuit that I needed to find the way to be perfect, mm-hmm. that I needed to find the way to be perfect in order for God to love me in that way. And um, that was the message that I received internally. And so I think that there's been just this, even this thriving in the midst of accepting imperfection because Jesus is the one who's perfect, that knowing that Jesus is the one who's perfect and therefore it's because he's perfect and the grace that he gives me that covers my imperfections rather than me feeling like I have to become perfect. Mm. And in that is that accepting of the grief, the grief of that my life may not end up being as I had always dreamed. It might be in different ways and letting go of those dreams or just different circumstances that happen and being able to allow that grief to be present and those sorrows to be present in order to therefore have the joy that comes from that. Yeah. I just realized I was nodding, but you can't see me nodding. (laughs) Yeah, that's the weird thing about things like this. The weird thing about these things. We can't see you. I guess with that, then I would love to also ask you guys, you know, we're going to be covering some pretty big topics this season. Uh, we're, it's actually so hard because there's so many amazing topics in this idea of thriving. Really, we could cover so many more and we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll cover more topics related to thriving in coming seasons. But we're going to be talking about coming out. We're going to be talking about mental health, uh, victimization, forgiveness, shame and self-esteem, as I said, dealing with loneliness, discipleship, mentorship, what to do about sex. That was a fun question. Um, navigating theology, dealing with doubt, prayer, uh, building health community, healthy boundaries, 
these are all different topics we're going to be talking about. Which ones, I would love to hear from you guys, which ones are you excited to either be a part of or learn about and like why? Oh man, we just have to choose one. Well, or multiple. <laughs> it doesn't have to be one. So many. So many. I think I'm really, this is Grant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited about um, dealing with doubt. I think dealing with doubt and dealing with loneliness and boundaries. Like your girl needs some tips. <laughs> some <laughs> advice for that in my life. So um, I'd love to hear other people's thoughts on that and maybe take some advice home. Yeah. I had, no, go on. Oh, sorry, no, go ahead. <laughs> uh, this is Mary. If I had to narrow it down, um, two topics. We're gonna, I'm going to give myself two. Uh, one, building healthy community, because as I said, um, it certainly seems it to me it would tie in perfectly as to how to thrive in as a uh, LGBT Christian, um, and also navigating theology, mostly because. Mm. You know what, I'm not going to give away names yet because I don't know what is cemented and what is not and plans can change. But if we get the person I am hoping we get, I really would be excited uh, to listen to them in navigating theology. Yes, yes, I agree with that statement. And <laughs> we'll just have to wait till we have confirmation. So but, much right, exactly. listeners. I know, <laughs> and unfortunately it's at the back end, so you'll have to stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, I'm really excited about, I think, the, which sounds weird to be excited about loneliness, but um, <laughs> the loneliness episode, just because I'm in a season where um, uh, my roommate moved out not too long ago, so um, I'm living alone again, and over the past four years, I've probably lived alone, two of them, and so it's not like an uncommon thing, but it definitely I'm feeling the sting of that more, and um just in fact that I'm, just because I am alone more often now that I'm the only person in this house. Um, and also just even though how like maybe dispelling the myth of what loneliness looks like, because I know tons of married people who are lonely. So just like being in a couple or a marriage does not necessarily mean that you won't struggle with loneliness. So I think maybe helping myself and other people understand or have a more robust view of loneliness, um, what it looks like, what it doesn't look like, and then just it's been helpful for me like learning triggers that okay that's going to trigger this or if i have this experience like for instance right now i had a great weekend with a friend of mine and then so he left yesterday or sunday and so like that really played in my monday and tuesday feeling super lonely but i'm just like all right if i already knew that was going to happen then what are some things i can have in place like do i maybe have set aside time where i journal about that or do i plan on like grabbing lunch with a friend or phone calling with a friend and just like ways to better manage and take care of myself in seasons of loneliness. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And then I think the community one, just because I find friendships fascinating. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's interesting. Cause I was thinking when we put in building healthy community and I was, I was almost wondering like, is that too much like the one from last summer, like last season? Cause last season was always about community and belonging. But I think that there's something especially key about building healthy local community that just, mm. it's a continual issue that we need to talk about because it, yes. it's so much a part of our life 
and thriving that we are made for community. Yes. But I know for me, two of the ones, you know, following Mary, I'll pick two. <laughs> um, I'm actually really excited to talk about the sex question <laughs> because it's actually been one of the biggest things since season, it, throughout season one when people would write in and say, hey, I love the podcast. And I would be like, hey, do, what topics do you wish we would talk about? And that was probably the most asked for topic was I don't know what to do either about pornography or what do I do when I screw up or like, can like, I remember I went to a conference and someone came up to me and asked me like, I heard that I can't be side B because I'm not a virgin. And I was like, Uh-oh. Oh, honey, <laughs> honey. And none of us. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's, that's the lie from the pits of hell. Mm-hmm. Like that's not true. And so I would even just like to learn more for my own life because I think that's something that in sex, it's something that everyone deals with in some ways, if we don't want to say it or not. Um, and then healthy boundaries as well is another one that I've heard a lot of people asking for. And also for my own life has just been like how to really have friendships that are healthy and are deep and intimate, but healthy. Mm-hmm. I could write a whole book about that, actually. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You do, and then I'll buy it. I do. I'll send it to you. Um, Please. You have a PDF? I, I really do have a PDF, so I might just email this to you. Okay, perfect. Thank you. <laughs> I need more beta readers anyway. So. Awesome. Well, uh, continuing, Ashley, would you like to tell us what episodes you are most looking forward to? Okay. Um, I think what I was going to say was as long as it took us to narrow down what we wanted to talk about, I think that meant that those were all of the ones we were interested in. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. But I think the ones that are going to prove to be pretty interesting, I mean, obviously, the, like, the shame one's going to be good. I think kind of everybody's interested in that one. But I'm looking forward to the... The one about mentoring and probably healthy boundaries, because I want to see how that conversation is different from a side B perspective, as opposed to some of us that came from like a more side X perspective. And you remember what that was, yeah, the way that that was presented to us. For mm-hmm. sure. Of just run away. Yeah, that makes sense. To like see like well, what 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 can it actually look like? What are healthy boundaries? Mm-hmm. Look, and I think that's so true because I I feel like for so long I was always told the moment that there was any issue just to leave, just go. Mm. And then I remember the first time where I had a friendship like that was probably unhealthy, and just kind of going and being honest. We both got honest to the people around us. And being like, no, we're going to work through this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Way healthy friendship. I and love that. Surrounded by people in our lives. And so I think that's a really good point to see what that looks like from a side B perspective. So yeah. I think that's really good. Yeah, and I think because um, there's something about the side B experience that can maybe lend itself to either more patterns of unhealth in certain friendships or dynamics or boundaries or codependency or whatever terms we want to use here. But, um, one, I've 
been going to therapy the past couple of months. It's really helped me just learn oh, like God. where some of my lack of boundaries come from in my childhood and just like mm. where I pick those habits up and where I betray myself in boundaries and where I don't form boundaries with other people, healthy ones. And so I've had um, three really close friendships over the past couple of years well, uh, that have impacted like my understanding of boundaries. Um, and one of them, I think just did not, we did not have any for like four years really. And so it just came kind of emotionally meshed. Mm. And uh, so just unpacking all that when he got getting married, I'm so glad we already talked about this. Cause I was like, wait, you might hear this. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's yeah. fine. But um, kind of it all kind of just came to a head right around the time he was getting married or whatnot. Mm. And uh, having to relearn boundaries with each other and for me unfortunately that means me and this person are really not in each other's lives very much um which is painful because like we were so close um and we like respect each other and care for the other person but like it's just the only boundary i know now is by really not having that person in my life and so yeah the boundary zone will be super interesting as well yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah. i I had this experience on boundaries. This just came to my mind, but I had this experience when I was in college, when I sat down and I realized that the advice and pressure that I had received regarding boundaries and relationships was basically, you can't end up dating or marrying a person of the same sex. You probably shouldn't end up dating or marrying a person of the opposite sex you can't become close friends with a person of the same sex. Yes. Would it look bad if you're friends, close friends with a person of the opposite sex? Uh, Just being like, okay, so what do I do? (laughs) Like, Grant, I'm rolling my eyes so hard. I know exactly (laughs) the culture that advice comes from. Find a hut, you guys. Find a hut and become the hermit you always meant to be. Become Yoda in the swamp. (laughs) Hello, because you can't have a roommate of either sex either. That's yeah. a bad yeah. thing. Oh yeah. my god! I could not roll my eyes hard enough because I literally have probably got the same feedback verbatim almost. <laughs> Different oh well, yeah. Oh lord! <laughs> now I'm like all oh, the close friends. I have them all. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think it was a real game changer when I realized that like strong feelings for someone might actually indicate that I should have some kind of close relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Not that I should. Yes. Oh, I'll never forget when I had a counselor tell me, well, of course you're attracted to your friends. Do you want to hang out with people that you don't like? And I thought, yes. yes. That's genius. Genius. Revolutionary. I think I remember you posting that in the summertime. It's like, yeah, we're all drawn to people for different reasons, even in our friendships. I'm just like, Exactly. Because it's my friend. <laughs> okay, I'm glad I almost I didn't say that. So never mind. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't say that. But okay. So uh well, yeah, this is all I can say is this is going to be a fun and interesting season. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm so and excited. I'm Very so much. glad each of you all is part of this. Um for everyone listening. Uh, first of all, I want to encourage you guys. We now have a website. Y'all, we actually kind of are website official. 
It's Ooh. fun. If you go to lifeonsideb.com, you can learn a little bit more. You can actually listen to episodes there. And fun note, you can find our Patre- Patreon page. I always get really weird because the site is called Patreon, but then they're called patrons. It's very odd. Okay. So we have a Patreon page where you can become a patron. And if you pay $5 or more a month, then you will get access to extra content, some of our regular crazy ramblings, extra ramblings that we're going to record, the six of us. If you enjoy what you hear here, you probably will enjoy what you hear there. Um, You will also get some of the episodes a little bit early. And you, we will also at times be actually asking for the patrons input on upcoming topics and those kind of things. So uh, go over there, become a patron, support what we're doing here because we can't do, do it without um, you guys. We are really, really thankful for that. Um, the other thing I want to put out there is uh, while I am going to be all over this season, uh, for the first half, you're probably not going to be hearing from me as much. I'm going to let my co-host take over the majority. You might hear me for one episode or two. Um, mostly because, as I have said multiple times on this podcast, I try to be honest. And the last year has been hell for me. Mm-hmm. And I need to get my mm-hmm. emotional health back in order. So um, I'm really excited that over this next six months, you're going to really get to hear from the co-host and you'll still hear from me a little bit. And I'll be working in the background, listening to those episodes seven times, every time editing, (laughs) I'll be there. (laughs) It'll be very soothing. Our voices are so, so soothing and gentle and calm. Oh, they are. I can listen to. (laughs) Well, if nothing else, it'll give him a reprieve from whatever seriousness he's going through. Let's not like. Yeah. If so. you had Dante's Inferno last year, may this be Dante's Paradiso. Ooh, or at least Purgatorio. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's a good point. Yes. Well, everyone, thank you guys for listening and be listening over this coming year. We cannot wait to enjoy this, this adventure with all of you all. So bye, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. See ya. Bye. Bye. Later.